Welcome to the Minute Church Podcast. Today, we're continuing our Stay Positive series with a sermon entitled, I'm Encouraging. I mean, it's always good when somebody's encouraging. So today, we're going to learn just how we can encourage others and be an encouragement to ourselves during these trying times that we live in. So sit back, relax, and enjoy the podcast starting right now. All right, let's dive into this today, y'all. I'm pumped up to be continuing our Stay Positive series. Man, this, this series, I hope it's blessed you as much as it has me. I'm going to tell you, there's been uh, times where this week and, and throughout the course of the last couple of weeks where I've kind of been wanting to get negative and, and not look at the positive aspects of things and be optimistic. And then I go back and I'm like, oh, shoot. We're talking about stay positive. We got to be positive, and so I try to change my perspective. And so, uh, I, and I love uh, when I preach certain messages because they speak to me just as much as they do a lot of other folks as well. But today's sermon is entitled "I'm Encouraging." I'm encouraging. I don't know about y'all, but sometimes we need some encouragement, right? I know for a lot of times when when I, I, I I'd like to have that encouragement to to hopefully help me succeed at things and. Uh, it, you know, if somebody's not encouraging or disencouraging, it's pretty bad, ain't it? People are crappy sometimes. Now, who in here, who in here likes to be encouraged? Is it just me? Online campus, you guys like to be encouraged? You can, guys can give me some heart emojis or uh, the, they got some different icons in there. You just give me some emojis uh, that you like to be encouraged. I know for me, I love to be encouraged. But we, we oftentimes, we live in a negative world. We live around negativity all the time. People, you know, uh, and, and what happens is, is, is a lot of times see, people see you succeeding or doing well and they're not having such a good time in their life and, and what they want to do is they want to start breaking you down. They want to start uh, uh, making you feel kind of like they feel. You ever experienced that? Like you're living on top of the world and everything's kind of going so, so-called perfect in your life. Things are set up, things are going good, and all of a sudden, you got negative Trina over there. And negative Trina is trying to bring you down because Trina's not having such a hot life. Trina's having things going on in her life, and she wants to make you feel bad. She wants to say, well, you know what? The only reason she got that, her man over there, he doing this, he doing that. And, and they got that car because, you know, they're doing this and doing that. <laughs> Happens all the time. The only reason my sports teams winning them Carolina Tar Heels is because they're the best. It's because they, 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 the only reason they're winning is because they're cheating. I don't know their new coach's name because I don't follow sports that well. But, but Roy Williams, when he was the coach, I'm sure there were times where they're like, Roy's paying off them refs to, to, to make, them, make them Duke Blue Devils beat him. That way he gets a lot of money. Not that his guys are out there playing the sport as hard as they can and trying to do the best they can. They try to find the negativity in everything. For you Duke Blue Devil fans, I'm sorry, but this is Coach K's last year, and God bless him. <laughs> so sad, so sad, so sad. But maybe I'll stay back just for a minute for you guys that are a little bit older. I want you guys, we're going to go back to your childhood just for a minute. Just for a moment, we want to back up to when you guys were in school. We're going to back up just a minute, and we're going to go to school. So I want you guys to picture being in school now. Everybody remember being a kid, you're in school, and now they're bringing out those red rubber balls called dodgeball. 
Anybody remember dodgeball? I love dodgeball. If you can dodge a wrench, you can dodge a ball. If you can dodge this, you can dodge a ball. And, 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 and I was pumped up. When the rubber balls come out and it was dodgeball time, I was excited. Anybody else got excited about dodgeball? They still do dodgeball in school? Anybody? Do they? Sweet. That's awesome. But, 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 but when it comes time for dodgeball to come out, I had some friends and sometimes I even felt this way. Even though I love planets, I hated the fact that now somebody has to start picking teams. And all of a sudden, now all these other people are getting picked first, and then second, and then third. And I'm starting to look around, and everybody else is getting picked but me. I'm like, what's wrong with me? Why didn't I get picked? Am I not good enough? Do y'all remember this maybe happening to you or are y'all always the first ones picked? Anybody the first one picked? Shame on y'all. I'm just kidding. <laughs> but picture with me for a moment. Y'all remember, how did you feel? How did that make you feel? For me, it made me upset. I was so heartbroken. I'm like, I just want to be picked number one. Now, y'all don't laugh at me. Nobody laugh. Y'all laugh. I'm going to catch you outside, okay? At one time, the pastor... Used to play on basketball team. Why are you laughing? Seriously, I used to play on a basketball team. Our church had a team. I loved basketball. Still to this day, I love the game of basketball. I love getting out there. I love playing. I love you know shooting hoops and I and I love going to games because then I start calling everybody out on what they the refs miss. And I'm like, in the, I'm that guy in the crowd. I'm like, Blue, what are you doing? You're, you 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 missed that call. What are you, he's traveling. He's double drip. What are you doing? Uh, do you need glasses? Here, here's my glasses. I mean, I did this. But I, but I hate, I was on the team. I was on the team. I was on the basketball team. And I loved it. Had a jersey. I was number 22. And I felt like I was number 22 because they never put me on the starting lineup. I didn't get to play all the time. They wanted the better people. The more talented individuals. I didn't have no special class as you want to call it I've always been short and dumpy and round but I enjoy basketball but because they looked at me and it's like oh he's not that athletic he's not going to be a good fit and I also remember in school and I tell you guys this often and and I have a hard time reading a lot of times that's why a lot of times our scriptures are it takes me a minute to get them out because I took slower classes in school to help me with my reading. I struggle with reading. And, 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 and so, and listen, listen. So I use my biggest disadvantage to my greatest advantage because, because I'm going to spread the gospel and I'm going to spread the good news. But, 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 but when I was in school, I took slower classes. And because I was in slower classes, we got made fun of. Oh, he's not so smart. He's not in advanced classes. He ain't cool because he's over there. He don't know what he's doing. Now, y'all can read and stuff like that. I'm slow at it. So let's fast forward. Now that, we, now that we've kind of grown up and we got these things called social media and, and, and we're scrolling through there, how many of you get upset if you post something on Facebook and you don't get no likes, you don't get no comments, you don't get nothing? I'm gonna be honest with you, y'all. I'm gonna be, I'll just tell y'all the, the God honest truth. And now it don't hurt my feelings. It just, it just, it is what it is. But I can post stuff about my family all day, 
get 30, 40, 50, 100 plus on there. Comments out the wazoo. It's great. It makes me feel good. But by golly, if I put something about church on there, I don't hear nothing. <laughs> Crickets. Everything's on there. Nothing. But, 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 but what happens is, is a lot of times people get really upset. And especially our younger generation. Our younger generations are looking at Facebook and, and Instagram, or I, or I call it Insta-hate. Because a lot of times what happens is, is teenagers are looking at this and they, they, they look at their life based on their Instagram or their Facebook account. Well, I'm more popular because I get all these likes. I'm really cool and I'm awesome because I got likes and comments on Facebook. And the very moment that they don't have that quote-unquote popular status, then they start questioning their worthiness, their meaning in their life. And it's so sad that we've allowed, you know, these things and, and tablets and phones, they're, they're awesome tools, but we've allowed them to get into our minds and say, hey, on social media, you ain't nobody. You don't mean nothing. And, and, and what's crazy about social media is the very moment that you post something, it's there forever. Somewhere along the line, even if you delete it, somewhere, it's somewhere <laughs> out there. It's in the world wide web. And so we often, that's why we pray so hard for our students. That's why we're, our student ministry here, we finally got it kicked off the ground and they met, uh, what was that, last Sunday? Was that last Sunday? Man, it seems like an eternity ago. I can't wait y'all meet again. It's going to be awesome. Y'all, it took me seven years, but I finally got... So when I was a youth pastor, I got to tell you this, okay? <laughs> this is how cool your, your pastor is. Is when I was a youth pastor, uh, anytime the students had a birthday, we'd always take cupcakes, we'd smash something in their face. I could never get Jamie, <laughs> one of our students. I could never get her when I was a youth pastor, ever. Seven years. It took me seven years, guys, and I finally got her last Sunday because it was her birthday. It was so fun. <laughs> I got a video somewhere. Somebody sent me. It's great. But, but, but let's, let's go a little bit further. All right, let me back up and tell you. That's why we constantly pray for our students and we pray for them because we know what the enemy's trying to do. They're trying to get in their mind. They're trying to get in their mindset. And that's why it's so amazing that we have Jamie and Robbie that's, that's looking after our youth and leading our youth group because we want them to advocate and tell them, hey, you do mean something. Your life does matter and it does mean something. You're so precious to God. Even if you stumble and you make a mistake, hey, we're going to be here to lift you up and let God restore the brokenness in your life. We're big on that. Maybe, let's, let's fast forward just a little bit further into present day. Maybe you go into work and, and you had a project and, you know, maybe, maybe everybody's like, man, that's not good enough. I can't tell you how many times I've worked on a project and spent hours and hours and hours working on stuff. And somebody come back, man, I don't like what you did. This sucks. This is terrible. Fernando does graphic design and stuff like he does amazing stuff. How many times, man, you've had somebody say, you worked so hard in all these hours, somebody come back and be like, I don't like it. It's terrible. More times you can't, right? <laughs> I, 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 that's why I don't do pictures. I love taking pictures. I love photography. I got asked one time how much it costs for me to do somebody's wedding. I said, 10 grand. They said, why so much? I said, because I don't like dealing with 
people. I don't, or, or as far as like, I don't like dealing with that. You said, you mess up that day? I said, whew, whew. <laughs> because, because we've had it to where we've done this amazing stuff. Professional quality things and people come back and I'm like, that's not good enough. I hurt my feelings. <laughs> hurt me bad. Maybe, maybe your spouse is all the time looking and picking you apart for everything. <laughs> Tasha, Tasha be like, hey, Michael, you doing this, you doing that. I'm like, Tasha, why are you being so mean to me? Why? When we first got married, she'd be like, I don't like that. I don't like doing this. I don't know. <laughs> nah, she's great. But sometimes her spouses, spouses are great. I love Tasha. And there's often times we see the worst of those spouse. And, and, and when we have to see the worst in them, we have to be the biggest encouragement to them. Hey, you do mean something. Hey, you are awesome. You will succeed. You will make it. All right. Maybe your, maybe your in-laws. <laughs> I'm picking on everybody today. Maybe your in-laws are there and, and, and they're telling you, hey, you're not raising your kids Right. Anybody ever had this problem? I haven't, but, but my in-laws are amazing. Anybody, I mean, you just think about it. Those who have kids, have your in-laws ever tried to give you some advice? Or maybe your parents have tried to give you advice. Hey, what you're doing isn't the right way. Maybe if you would have done this, this would have happened. Sometimes I, I truly feel like the best thing that we can do is say, hey, do the best you can. Do it the way you want to do it. And then if you fall flat in your face, I come back and tell you, hey, I told you so. <laughs> but, 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 yo, check this out, check this out, check this out. I'm going to tell you some good things. You may be thinking your life sucks. My life stinks. My life's terrible. I'm not good enough. It may be all apart. It may be like we were talking, uh, 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 you know, like a glass that's been shattered on the ground. I don't know if you ever have dropped a piece of glass and it break and, and pieces go everywhere. Have you ever tried to pick them back up and put it back together? Anybody? I tried this one time. I done a I done an experiment. I said, I'm gonna see something. So I took a piece of glass and I broke it safely. And then I tried to put it back together. And no matter how hard I tried, I could never get the glass back to the way it was originally made. And, and, and a lot of times, that's what happens in our life. We feel like that we've been dropped and we've been broke and we can never get back to the way it used to be. But when we let God restore that brokenness in our life, we can be restored whole and back new. Back to the whole self that you used to be, back to that calling that you used to have. And I want to tell you that God's calling us all to be encouraged today. I know we've talked about some different things and not trying to beat y'all up or anything like that, but, but and I'll tell you this often, find people that's going to build you up and not break you down. Find you a circle that's going to, hey, be an encouragement to you and not beat you down. That's going to bring you up and be an inspiration to help you. And so let's dive in this a little bit further. Taking notes. God, our God is an encouraging God. Our God is an encouraging God. How do I know this? Let's look at 2 Corinthians 7, 5, and 6. 
not bound it on my paper here. <laughs> we face conflict from every direction with battles on the outside and fear on the inside. I want y'all to underline that. We battle on the outside, but we fear on the inside. And I like what verse 6 says here. It says, but God who encourages those who are, dis, who are discouraged, encourage us by their arrival. So, so we'll break this down a little bit for you guys. See, God cares about us. God loves each and every one of us. We know that by what it tells us in, in John 3, 16. He sent his son down the cross for us so we can have everlasting life. God loved us that much that he gave up his whole son for us. And, 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 so, and so here, we're constantly battling things on the outside. We're constantly taking battle. We're constantly taking heats. And you may be like some of these things we talked about before. Man, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm getting it. I'm getting it from every side. I, I, I go to work. I'm, uh, the things are going on there. They're constantly breaking me down. I, I go home, and, and my spouse is there to constantly beat me down. Then I got my kids over here. If you want the honesty, your kids are going to tell you. My kids are trying to break me down. My friends are. Go to Walmart. They're breaking me down. They're breaking me because I don't have money to pay for. Go to the gas station. They're breaking me down. And, and, and we're taking it all from the inside, from the outside. We're taking it from every direction. And we start having fear on the inside. Oh, God. My family hates me. I'm not good enough. My job wants to fire me. I can't afford the groceries. I can't afford the gas. I'm going to lose my house. And this fear starts setting up into our lives. And, and, and we start looking in all the wrong directions to fill those gaps. We start trying, well, well I, I, I had these things happen, so now I'm going to try to fill those gaps with other things. I'm trying to get that satisfaction that I need because I'm scared of what may happen. Well, well, well my friends ain't going to be there for me. I'm going to go over here and I'm going to find something else to do. I'm going to run the opposite direction. But God still loves us. God still loves us and he wants you guys to be encouraged today that, that, that when these things happen in our lives and, and we feel like all these battles are coming around us and, and they're surrounding us and we got this fear starting to build up, he sends a massive army there and they arrive and they're going to be there to lift you up. See, oftentimes what happens is, say, well, see what happened was See what happened was, there we go. <laughs> what happens is, things happen in our life. And we start accusing God. Well, God, you should have been there for me. God, you should have been there for us. God, you didn't do this. God, since you didn't do this, I don't have nothing else to do with you. So I'm going to go here and do my own thing. I can't tell you how many times in our lives and our walk and our ministry that, that when we were going and we were struggling, we said, hey, you know what? We would be better off not serving God and getting out of church and walking away because our lives were better. 
And we talked about this a few weeks ago. When, when you're valuable and you're grounded in Christ, that's when the enemy is going to come at you the most because he knows what the power of God can do. So we all have a story and it's all worth sharing. When we, when we share these things and, and we share our stories and we're deeply rooted in God and, and people see the true transformations in our life, then we speak so much of a louder story. Hey, look where God's brought me from. And, and, and when we give our whole self there, and, and that, ought to, man, that ought to make you guys excited today. That ought to make you feel good because there's times that, 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 that we just want to give up on God. When you're at the lowest, that isn't the time to give up on God because that's the very moment the enemy wants to slide in and take over and put in your mind, see, you prayed those prayers and they didn't mean nothing. You prayed and you seeked after God and you were after him and you see what happened. See, you see what happened, Trina. Trina, you say, you prayed those prayers and say nothing happened, Trina. <laughs> I, now, listen, and you, you, you were going to church, you were on fire. He prayed those prayers and it didn't happen. The enemy's going to attack us at our lowest because that's when we're the most vulnerable. Now think about that. Somebody hurts you. Somebody hurts you in your life. Say you had a friend, they, they done something dirty to you, and then, then all of a sudden all your buddies come around and be like, man, I tried to tell you this and, and all this, and they start pointing out all the negativity, and you're like, man, you're right. <laughs> you, ah, let's go beat them up. I'm going to tell you. <laughs> let's put that back up. But, but think about that. When, when things happen in our life and, 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 and when people start, start kind of taking up for you, taking your side, <laughs> see, I told you they wasn't good. I told you you shouldn't have went over there. And, 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 and man, and that's the most easiest time for us to say, yeah, you know what, you're right. I don't want to go back over there. They were mean. They were evil. They were dirty. But I'm going to give you some three ways Three of the most special things you can do to be encouraged. Encourage others daily. On a daily basis, encourage people. Well, Pastor Mike, I'm around people every day that's discouraging. Well, be that light that needs to be encouraged. Find the good in everything. You know, we talked about in the beginning of this, be optimistic. Find the good and the positivity out of everything. And so be positive. Well, you know what, Michael? He done left the dishes in the sink again. He finished up his meal. He walked right past the trash can. He could have easily put his, I, I can't take it no more. He didn't take out the trash. Got two bags of trash in there. He should have took it off to the dump. He didn't. Now they got flies in the house. He's getting starting to stink. <laughs> we can't afford this. We can't do this. We can't do that. And what happens is, is that negativity starts to ground root in us. But if we start looking at the positivity, hey, at least he had a good meal. Even if he tells you that meal was nasty, he's like, hey, at least he got to eat today. There's other people that aren't. God, hey, I want to thank you for allowing us to have this. It may not have been the best thing out there, but hey, it, at least we had something. Find the positivity in everything. So encourage others daily. Hebrews thirteen, or excuse me, Hebrews three and thirteen. It says, "But encourage one another daily, 
as long as it is called today, so that none of you may be hardened by sin. Now listen, because what happens is, is, is and I tell you guys often, and it's marriage counseling 101 right here, don't ever go to, mat, don't ever go to bed angry. Because the enemy gets in there and he starts putting things in your mind. Wow, what is she doing when I'm not here? <laughs> I'll tell you what, she cooked that meal. She's probably over here trying to kill my honey. <laughs> mm-hmm, I know what he done. You know what I'm saying? But as long as it's called today, encourage one another. Encourage everybody daily. Y'all, this, this series has tried to help me look at the positive out of everything. I go to work, and then we're like, man, we got to do this again today. I don't really feel like doing it. But you know what? Hey, I'm thankful that I have a job. I'm thankful that we're able to continue to do what we're doing. So find the positivity. Be encouraging on a daily basis. Uh, let's see. Number two, if you're taking notes, encourage others spiritually. Spiritually. Spiritually encourage others. I want to encourage you guys to pray for your enemies. Pray for people that stun you wrong. I oftentimes tell you guys that, that I, have a, I have a list of names that I would just like to throw punch some people. I told a lady the other day, yesterday, I think it was yesterday or the day before, I was like, you know what? I said, we're doing this series at church called Stay Positive. I said, and there's been times, there's people I got a list that I would just like, just, if they'd walk in here, I'd like to straight up throat punch them. I said, but through this series, I've had and I've found the ability to say, you know what, God? It's over. It's done with. I forgive them. I pray for them spiritually. God, I don't know where they're at today, but God, I want you to be a blessing to them. God, change their hearts. God, you know what they've done to me, and God, I forgive them for that. God, change their hearts. And, that, and, that, and I hopefully that may help you today. Maybe you got some friends or uh, maybe any family that's done you wrong, but pray for them. Be encouraging to them. Be spiritually able to, to live by faith that God can touch their life and live out our very mission to let God restore that brokenness in our life. We can't. All we can do is say, hey, God, I forgive them. It's like you've forgiven me. And all we can do is say, hey, we want to pray for them and, and, and hope for the best. And it's up to that individual to where they want to go in their direction. And, and so we're going to look at Romans 1 and 10 and uh, through 12 here. It says, one of the things I always pray for is the opportunity. One of the things I always pray for is the opportunity. Pray for the opportunity, the willingness of God to come at last to see you. Man, y'all, y'all, if you're ever in a heated argument with your spouse, just start praying. <laughs> now that is, I hate your guts. I don't want you to die. Blah, blah, blah. And Jesus, I just want you to touch Tasha, Hagar, and then help her attitude. <laughs> I mean, imagine what would happen. Imagine what would happen in your relationships if we did that. <laughs> She'd probably throw a remote at me or chase me with a little thing. <laughs> I'm picking out Tasha. I, I, she's my buddy. And she's being honest today. But I pray for my spouse daily that God would give her strength. And, 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 and I, I want her to see God every single day. 
And it's what I do for my enemies. Not saying Tasha is my enemy, but, but it's what I pray for my enemies, that they will see God and let him restore that brokenness in their lives. Verse 11 here in Romans, it says, For I long to you so I can bring you some spiritual gifts that will help you grow, grow strength in the Lord. Man, if we pray for our enemies and we pray for people spiritually, Maybe you're praying for negative Trina or negative Nancy and you're saying, hey God, just touch their life. Give them a better attitude. God, just touch their lives. Verse 12, when we get together, I want to encourage you in your faith. But I also want to be encouraged by you or by yours. See, I'll tell you something. If we're not, if we talk this big thing about, hey, we like praying for people. We love praying for people. And we'll pray for you. And we want to give you a life-giving message. And we're going to love on you when you come into this building. In our online campus, we're going to love you guys. If all we're doing is talking about it and not showing it, then we're never going to get anywhere. They're never going to accept what you're trying to do. See, here at Medic Church, when we say we're praying for you, we're praying for you. When we say we love you, we love you. When you come in these doors, we want to wrap our arms around you and say how much you mean to us, and we truly mean that. I love everybody that walks through our doors. You may walk through our door one time and never come back, but we still love you. You still had it. We made it, hopefully made an impact to you, and you've seen the love that we show, that the same love that God shows us. And, and I'm sharing that with you because, because we have to have encouragement to others. When they see you living out what you say you are, then they're going to be like, man, that's an encouragement to me. If people see the restoration in your life and what God's done in your life, hey, I once was lost, but now I'm found. Listen, Chris was an, a, a big inspiration to me because, because I seen the transformation with Chris. Because I, 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 and I didn't know Chris for a very long time, but, but I, I seen that transformation in his life. And I wanted to strive to say, hey, that's what I want other people to do. He believed in what we were doing. He's seen what we were doing. He's seen the faithfulness that Tracy had. He, he's seen that faith that we were built upon and what we do each and every week. And, and, and it's an encouragement to say, hey, I want what you got. Because his story that he has is so amazing to share. And so, and so, when you speak, and it's as Christians, when you, now, y'all, I'm different than a lot of people. So I'm going to say this like it is because I get tired of people telling me that I'm goofy. <laughs> I don't have to get up here, scream, shout, roll around in the floors, play old-timey music to get my point and message across. So that's what the church down the street wants to do across town, across wherever, in other states. That's cool. Y'all be, the, y'all be you. I don't have to do that. I don't have to get on the side of the road and say, hey, you're going to hell if you don't change your life because that don't do nothing but drive people away. Here at Minute Church, we're going to share the love of God. I don't, I, and you, you will never convince me that God got on the side of the street and so you're going to hell if you don't change your life. I feel like he went over to them. He wrapped his arm around them. He said, hey, guys, listen, I love you. And this is what's going to happen. My father's done this. He's done that. He can restore the brokenness in your life. And it's going to preach a stronger message than it ever would be like driving the Bible down somebody's throat. It's not how it works in 2021. 
And if I'm wrong, call me on the phone. My number's on the website, www.medicchurch.com. And it's right there. Hit about us. Call me. But I believe that God sent his son to die on the cross for us. And that's a message worth telling. I'm going to close with this. Because I believe that the Bible should be an encouraging message. I believe our relationship with God should be encouraging. So I don't get up here, I don't scream, I don't shout, I don't spin around on the floor. It don't do nothing. That, and if they do that at them churches, it's cool. I grew up in churches that did that. And I want y'all to hear me. I want y'all to hear me very clear. I'm not talking down on these churches. I'm just t- I, I get, I, it's the number one thing I get called out about all the time. I get messaged all the time. That tells you how close people watch us, y'all, by the way. But we're going to be an encouragement to people because we're going to show them love. Because the way I look at it is, if you're standing there and you're screaming, hey, what you're doing's wrong, I don't want to hear that. Better yet, it's just like a teenager. You're going to drive them further away to do exactly what you tell them not to. But instead of saying, hey, Listen, you may have messed up. You may have you may have stumbled in your life. Listen, things happen. Let me wrap my arms around you. And let me tell you a man that can restore that brokenness in your life. Let me tell you about the man that can touch your life. Let me give you some encouragement today. If you've fallen, it tells us about we've all fallen short of the glory of God. You know what? And we all have. Your pastor's made mistakes. He's going to continue to make mistakes. But you know what? I know that God's there to pick me up when I fall. He's there to lift me up and say, hey, I still love you in your mistakes. And then when we see people, they stumble, they fall, we're going to pick them up and we're going to help them up. We're going to let God restore the brokenness in their life. Because, Because not only do I want to encourage others on a daily basis, I want to encourage them spiritually to know, hey, even if you messed up, God still loves you. But there's times I need to encourage myself as well. Hey, God, I know I've messed up. I've stumbled. I've fallen. God, help me on this journey. God, pick me up. God, I know that, that I've slipped. I've stumbled. I've fallen. But God, touch me. And then encourage others publicly. Let people know what God's done in your life. Hey, I was that sinner. I was that one that was running from God. I was that one that, that, that said I would never step foot back in another church. I was the one that said I don't want to have nothing to do with church at all. But God got a hold of me. And we found somebody that would give us a life-giving message and say, hey, you are worthy. Hey, you do mean something. Hey, I'm going to build you up and let God restore the brokenness in our lives. And as soon as he restored that brokenness in our life, our vision was more clear. Our vision was more set and our calling was more strong. And and, and that's exactly what we did. Your pastor screwed up a few times in his life. At a young age, in the middle of his ministry, he's messed up on things. He's run from God. Why am I telling you guys this? Not to say, hey, this guy's just a bad dude. I'm just like every one of you. I've had struggles. 
I've messed up. I've had temptations. I've had struggles. But God's helped me through them all. And I know today he can help you through them. You guys don't mind if you'll stand with me this morning. God, I just want to thank you so much for everything that you do in our lives, God. God, today I just want everybody to be encouraged. God, that, that, that you're still sitting on the throne. God, God, that you're still in charge. They may be here today, and God, they may be struggling with their identity in you. God, they may have been just like we talked about at the beginning, and being called out or being the last one chosen, God. But God, let them know today that they still are worthy, that they still mean something. God, and, and, and let them know that you're going to build them up and not break them down. God, we just want you to continue to bless this church. God, continue to let us be an encouragement and a life-giving and give these life-giving messages today. And God, just send the people here that need a longing touch from you. God, and restore that brokenness in their life. And God, if somebody don't know you today, let them know all they had to do is say the simple prayer. Dear Jesus, I'm a sinner. Thank you for coming and dying on the cross for me. Forgive me of my sins so I can live forever with you in paradise. And God, just help me to always be encouraged when the enemy tells me I don't mean anything and it's a disencouragement to me. In your name I pray, amen. Thank you again for tuning in to the Medic Church Podcast. If you need prayer today, you can submit a prayer request by going to www.medicchurch.com forward slash pray. Submit a prayer request. Our team is standing by ready to believe that God's going to meet each and every need that is submitted. We can't wait to be with you next time as we give another life-giving message. We'll see you soon.